Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 249 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for Thursday, April 12, 2012. On tonight's show, on today's show, actually, it is three weeks until a huge family medicine meeting, the AAFP NCSC meeting, one of the largest family medicine advocacy meetings of the entire year. We'll be talking about that. Also, uh, family medicine messaging uh, and communication uh, to medical students. Uh, I got an interesting email this week on that. Um, And also some uh, news from the past week. Also some uh, follow-up on some past shows and posts, especially my uh, show here with the AAFP president, um, and also my post on the Choosing Wisely campaign. Got a lot of feedback on that. All that and a lot more coming up on episode 249 of the Fan Medicine Rocks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, if I can get that right, here's Dr. Glenn Stream. Um, this year, one of my commitments and, and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our, uh, our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 uh, members. medicine and social media this is the family medicine rocks podcast i'm your host my name is mike savilla family physician and social media enthusiast what is this show about i tell people this is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician i invite you to check out the website at uh, familymedicinerocks.com and uh, shout out to everybody follow me on uh, Twitter and uh, who like the Facebook page for this uh, website. Thank you so much for all of that. Today is Thursday, April 12, 2012. It is the afternoon here. It is 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it is 45 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right, an afternoon show here. I haven't done a, a show here uh, in a while, and uh, my schedule 
It's only permitted me to do this here in the afternoon here today. So uh, thank you so much for those of you who are uh, listening live. I want to give a big shout-out to uh, J-Man, who is a loyal uh, retweeter and listener to the show. You can uh, check out his show, I'm With Stupid, here on the Block Talk Radio Network. Also, uh, Vinny Bond here, a retweet out there uh, from the Music uh, on the Couch show here on the Block Talk Radio Network. Uh, check out those guys. And also, Dr. Jerry Tolman here uh, with a, a retweet there. Thank you for uh, for you three guys uh, listening or pretending to listen to the show live here, but I know uh, most people listen to this on the download and uh, on the DL or the download, so thank you so much for all of that. Hope your week has been going uh, very well. Uh, this is Easter week here, and uh, some people are taking some time off or or uh, uh, on spring break with their families and things, and uh, hope your week has been going pretty well. I just want to give a big uh, – uh, no, a big uh, – a a warning, not a warning, but a heads up here that this show will be a very family medicine topic heavy today. So uh, uh, so hopefully it won't bore you uh, too much here. Uh, but uh, hopefully I'll be bringing back the uh, Saturday night show here uh, this week, depending on my schedule. I got to contact Cat here and see what her schedule is. Hopefully uh, it will be uh, not as uh, as uh, intense <laughs> as uh, today's. Uh, show is uh, going to be and also shout out to Akron, Ohio I will be there tomorrow morning at the SUMA, Akron City Hospital and I'm going to be talking to their uh, OBGYN department about social media and medicine and uh, next week I'll be going to my uh, medical school alma mater uh, the uh, Northeastern Ohio Medical University or Neomed or NeoUCOM however you want to uh, remember that. I'll be talking there next week about social media and medicine. So the topic is getting around there, kids. It's getting around there. People uh, want me to come in to talk about it. I'm very happy to uh, to talk about it, and I'm hoping to uh, share some of that uh, with all of you out there on the website. I'm hoping to get my video camera fired up here and uh, to share that some segments there with all of you on the website. Uh, so we have some good topics uh, coming up here, uh, but first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for having me be a featured host on this network. Thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I'm a real doctor. I am a uh, full-time family uh, physician in full-time private practice uh, here in beautiful northeastern Ohio, and I'll take my break here. And after the break, our first topic will be the upcoming Advocacy Family Medicine Meeting, the NCSC meeting coming up in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, uh, May 3 to 5, um, and uh, we'll be talking about that and a lot more. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution, just uh, Google FM Revolution uh, for more details. And also the uh, proud member of the Prova Network, a podcast you can get there by going to Pro mednetwork.com and we'll be right back.
That's right, Family Medicine's leading voice in social media, in my own mind. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. That's right, don't induct him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Forget it, don't even think about it. <laughs> Axel Rose on the... Being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, just go to uh, Facebook, their, their page there, and read his uh, <laughs> uh, thanks but no thanks letter. Anyway, uh, back to the topic at hand here. We're going to be talking about the uh, first topic here. is going to be the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians. Uh, their huge family medicine advocacy meeting, meaning that, uh, you know, family medicine rocks. And uh, it's going to be uh, May 3 to 5 in Kansas City, Missouri. You can get more information at aafp.org slash leader. It is their annual leadership forum and also the National Conference of Special Constituencies. And why is it important to me, kids? Well, let me tell you here. This is my show, and I'll tell you why, because we have three weeks left here uh, until uh, the big meeting here. And uh, this this meeting, uh, this meeting has, I think, I believe, uh, is the reason why the AAFP is doing, is behind social media right now, right at this second. And what I want to do in the next three weeks um, is to, you know, help promote the meeting, help uh, give some buzz to the meeting, uh, to help get people going to the meeting very excited about the meeting, very excited about family medicine, very excited about changing, changing things, changing things, changing our broken healthcare system, uh, changing uh, the way that family medicine is uh portrayed uh by some people uh changing um our uh reputation in the eyes of some people i think a lot of that needs to be done i think we need to stand up for ourselves and say hey this is what we do we can uh, we can deliver you know better uh medicine uh we can deliver cheap uh cheaper medicine uh, we can we can do better in this healthcare system. We just need to give you the opportunity to, you know, let us show you what we can do. And and, and we you know we have the data on this. We have the data on this. There there are all kinds of data out there that people just do not know about. And, and for me, I mean, you know, this this NCSC meeting, this 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 ALF meeting, uh, is is a way where future and current family medicine leaders go um, and network with other leaders. You know, we are spread out all across this great country. And, you know, this is, this is an opportunity for like minds to get together for people, you know, who may be, you know, the only you know, advocate in their community, the only advocate in their county, the only advocate in their region of their state, to, to get together with other people, to exchange ideas, to work together, um, and to, you know, put some ideas together, um, see how we can, you know, better mobilize our, you know, family medicine colleagues out there. A lot of them are frustrated. Um, a lot of them feel like they're alone. A lot of them uh, feel like that they cannot, um, they cannot, um, make change happen on their own. Um, that's what this meeting is about. That's what this meeting it is. It, it, it helps recharge people. 
it helps re-emphasize you know why they chose the specialty that they, that they chose it re-energizes them to to go home and to uh and to promote uh the ideals the, the to promote the core values you know of family medicine and, and i think that that's you know that's what we need to do for our specialty, we need to come together and see how we can work together about this. You know, I, I went to this meeting. You know, right after right after my residency training. You know, right after you know I finished my residency, I started you know with my real job here, uh, close to Family Medicine Rocks World headquarters. You know, and, and I got out there, and and it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to get you know feel like a cog in the wheel. It, it's easy to feel like that you, you just get lost in this in this healthcare system, you know, behind all of these things like insurance denials, uh, behind a lot of things like worrying about malpractice, liability uh, reform, uh, you know, uh, our, our our payment system, um, and it's 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 easy to feel like that. But when I go to this meeting, and I, I've gone to this meeting for for a number of years. And you go and you, you, you learn some skills, you learn some leadership skills in a safe environment, you know, because everybody wants a piece of doctors. Everybody wants to, you know, uh, not only make fun of doctors, but put them down, tell them, hey, you're not as great as you think you are. This is an environment where you can really you know, develop skills, you know, especially when it comes to things like, uh, you know, developing ideas about a policy. You know, this is what we think our academy should be standing for when they go, you know, to Capitol Hill about X issue, about payment, about patient-centered medical home, about childhood obesity, about breastfeeding, about you know a lot of these things that are out there. And, and there are people out there, and it's 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 so great because you know I I, I love talking to. You know, the people who are there for the first time, the people are there, they have all this talent, they have all this energy, but they just don't know how to um, make themselves more effective, how how to kind of learn the system, how to get things done, you know, how to get things done at the meeting, how to get things done in a medical organization, how to get things done on a legislative level when they go home. And, And when I talk to these people, they just need very little guidance because they're very talented people. You know, you go there and you do things. You, you do things like you write resolutions, you know, and we, we think that the academy should be standing, you know, on this issue here like this. Um, people can go and run for leadership positions. These are the future, you know, uh, leaders of our American Academy of Family Physicians. These are the future leaders um, uh, of leaders of, of state organizations, of state academies. Uh, these are people that, that we need. These are the future leaders of our specialty. And, and this is, you know, in my opinion, the best meeting where people can come, you know, and ask all the dumb questions that they can about, oh, well, how do I do this? Or how do I make this message better? How can I make this message uh, more concise yet informative? Uh, and, and I think that it's just, it's just a, a great way you know, for people to get together, for family docs, for family medicine physicians to get together and say, hey, this is how we can come together to, you know, to take a stand on this issue, you know, at this meeting. This is, this is something that, that we can bring home to talk to our, you know, community, talk to our 
people at the state house, at the state senate. These are people that we can, you know, we can we can talk to our, you know, U.S. congressional representatives, senators, you know, people who who we can contact who can make the change happen. And this that won't happen, you know, without you know, really people learning some of the skills. And it's not very difficult, um, and, and it's great. It's, it's very energizing for me. You can hear from my voice that it's very energizing for me to go to this meeting to highlight some of the things that are, that are going to be happening here. I'm kind of looking at some of the stuff here. Um, uh, as I'm paging through here, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the program here. Uh, and I was just informed this week, I mean, I, I'm speaking at this event this year, and I was informed this week by staff that uh, there are going to be over 100 people uh, registered for my uh, social media and uh, family medicine session that's going to be happening on Wednesday um, of that week. Um, and it is just uh, it is just incredible. I mean, some of the uh, you know other speakers, you know, the more important to me, uh, more important than me, um, are somebody like uh, Dr. Gail Stevens. Um, and uh, he, he's uh, kind of known in the family medicine community as the guy. He's the guy that kind of started this all. His, the title of his uh, uh, presentation is uh, The Generalist Role in Family Medicine from Counterculture to Revolution. You know, and we use on Twitter FM Revolution you know, on Twitter as, as kind of our little hashtag thing. This is the revolution guy. This is the guy. And uh, uh, I know that he's been, you know, has a lot of uh, writings, a lot of um, articles out there that I've been meaning to read to get up to speed on things. Um, on, uh, on Friday, we have uh, J.R. Martinez, actor, spokesman, and retired uh, soldier. You may have heard of this guy before. He was severely burned in 2003 when a Humvee he was driving in Iraq um, hit a landmine. After un undergoing a series of operations over a three-year period, the veteran began a new career as a motivational speaker. I've been reading some things about this guy, too. Um, he landed a role on the uh, longtime uh, series All My Children and was winner of the uh, Season 13 Dancing with the Stars. Maybe he'll be giving some uh, Dancing uh, with the Stars tips as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's only, you know, part of this. You know, I'm hoping in the, in the next, uh, you know, few weeks, in the next few shows, I'll be able to highlight some of the other, you know, aspects um, of this very powerful meeting. It's a very... Um, energizing meeting. Um, I encourage people to, uh, you know, to, to check out the website at aafp.org/leader. I hope that uh, um, I hope uh, the people listening to this uh, show will be able to uh, to come to the meeting and and to come to my session. Plug <laughs> uh, and, and to you know just just get you know you know uh, just 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 get lost in the energy because it's just a high amount of energy that uh, that happens during those days. Uh, to really uh, re-energize re you, to to re-emphasize uh, why you picked, especially why you wanted to be a, a family physician, and I, I'm just excited talking about it. I, I want to thank uh, you know staff for uh, inviting me to speak. Um, I'm very excited about this. Um, I, I put the uh, I put the link on my uh, Facebook page, um, and I have all these people. <laughs> Uh, very excited about it, giving me thumbs up, giving me uh, uh, feedback on it. Um, uh, my new best friend, uh, Dr. Glenn Stream, uh, <laughs> also said here, uh, hoping I can introduce you for your session. Here he is, the king of family medicine. 
social media and the crowd goes wild. So, uh, uh, you know, if I get introduced, introduced by the president, I mean, that's just, uh, I think, I think that, that, that ends my career as a speaker. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I'm done. I think there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Uh, but I'll be highlighting this uh, over the next uh, few weeks, hoping to uh, get people to listen to the show, hoping to get people on the show. I've asked a lot of people to come on the show to talk about NCSC, um, ALF, and um, waiting to hear back from them. Hopefully, we can match up our schedules uh, to have people come on the show and, and tell you why it is important for them, uh, why it is important for uh, for family medicine leaders to uh, to get together uh, for family medicine leadership development. Um, uh, to you know, to you know, change the world basically. Uh, so I think I've gassed on along about uh, that. Uh, let me uh, take a little bit of a break here, and the uh, next topic coming up here will be uh, an email that I got uh, from the past week here, uh, especially especially when it comes to family medicine messaging and communication, especially when it comes to uh, medical students. Uh, who are on clerkship on rotation. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Sevilla, and uh, check out uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com. We'll be right back after this short break. Dreams, kids, dreams. This is the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Uh, this is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savella. Hey, give uh, give me some feedback on the show. Go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com and uh, leave a comment over there. And also uh, check out the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash FamMedRocks. Like the page and uh, give me some feedback here. Uh, so I got an email uh, this week. And I'm not going to get into any of the particulars. Uh, and it wasn't a bad email. It was. It was. It's an email, and it is communication that I get uh, every so often. Um, and I very much um, appreciate all the feedback that you give me, uh, positive, negative, constructive, or otherwise. Um, and uh, this is a gentleman. He's a, he's a family doc, and um, he was like, "Hey, Mike. You know, I I, I like what you're doing. Um, I really enjoy the show." Um, I like your podcast and, and everything that you're doing, but but uh, I just want to give you some feedback. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. You know, and this is not uh, intended to be negative. I'm just trying to help you out. Um, and you know, the, the first thing is is you know that that he works with a lot of medical students, and he's like, Mike, you know, I what you're doing. Um, in social media is good, but there are a lot of medical students out there who are, quote, unquote, on the fence um, about choosing primary care, choosing family medicine. And I'm really hesitant to um, recommend uh, your material 
because at times, you know, you sound like you're a little defensive. You sound like you're a little, he didn't say this, but I, I've heard this before. You, you, you seem like you're a little whiny. Uh, and this is not the type of uh, messaging, family medicine messaging, that medical students need. You know, we, we need, uh, I, I would love to recommend your material. I would love to recommend your site. But in some ways, you seem kind of defensive when you're talking about some of these issues. And, you know, when medical students go through rotations, they get all of this negative feedback about family medicine. I got it when back in the day, and I know, you know, people older than me got the feedback you're too dumb for family medicine. You're too smart for family medicine. Um, you can, you know, do a lot better than primary care and family medicine. You can make a lot more money in other specialties in family medicine. How should we, uh, family medicine advocates, respond to that? Should we ignore it? Should we ignore it and, and, and just kind of pass over it and say, you know, it's not really there, we should just really promote why family medicine is cool, why family medicine rocks, and not really address any of that information. Or should we try to um, address some of that um, and attack them as kind of myths, as, as attack them as, as saying, you know, this is not really how it is, um, and we have some information here to dispel some of those myths. Uh, because if you do that, you're kind of giving in uh, to um, you know some of that information. You're kind of sounding defensive. You're sound, kind of sounding uh, whiny about it and saying, "Oh no, family medicine's really not like that. We're really awesome, and this is why." And blah 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 blah. And you know, I don't have the right answer to this. You know, um, and, and I talk to I talk to you know, friends and colleagues and, and you know, how, you know, what, what, how do we deal with this type of information? You know, and, and because you know, it is true that, you know, medical students, they get hammered, they get hammered, you know, uh, with information um, during, you know, their clerkship year, their third year. You know, they go to medicine rotation, they see this. They go to OB rotation to see this. You know, they go to surgery rotation and see this. And who knows what some of those people are saying. I do know that, you know, a lot of the people are giving their own positive type of spin about things. This is why I love being a cardiologist, A, B, C, D. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's, there's negativity out there. I mean, can we do anything about the negativity? Probably not. You know, it's going to be out there. You know, there's going to be perceptions out there. But should we respond to it? I don't have a good answer about that. If people have, you know, feedback about that, you know, please email me. Please let me know, you know, because, uh, you know, I don't have a good answer about that either. And, uh, you know, and I didn't take this as a criticism of what I do. You know, it, 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 is, it is a question that continues to come up, especially with family medicine educators as far as what is our messaging? You know, how do we message what we do uh, to medical students, which, which opens up the whole messaging to the entire public? You know, how do we message ourselves to, you know, to, to, the, to my community, to the public? You know, because I, I have people all the time that come into my office and says, you know, Dr. Sabella, I didn't know that you do that. You know, I thought I had to go to a specialist to do that. Um, so this is, you know, this kind of opens up a whole type of communication 
that needs to happen um, with family medicine. And I know that the whole, you know, patient-centered medical home concept um, and in some cases reality with some of that stuff is, is trying to address that. Um, but I'm in this small town here in northeastern Ohio, you know, and uh, it's very difficult to communicate things like patient-centered medical home um, in this part of America for whatever reason. Uh, so, uh, um, so if people have feedback out there, please let me know. I, I will gladly share it on the show here. I might even write a blog post about it. Um, I hate when I say when I, I might write a blog post about it because I usually never do because of my busy schedule. But if people have feedback about it, please let me know. This is this is something. This is something that's important. This is something that uh, you know that we as family medicine advocates you know, really, really need to uh, think about. Uh, the other thing that, that, the other feedback that I got uh, from this email, very, very nice email. I'm not making fun of this uh, gentleman here. It's, uh, I really appreciate um, the feedback is, is, you know, the, he said, you know, Mike, your, your brand, this family medicine rocks, this, this Mike Sevilla, Dr. Mike Sevilla brand is kind of spread out everywhere. You know, you, you'd be, uh, you'd be uh, a, a lot more helpful if you would focus your message. What is your message? You know, uh, if you focused your message, then you could really kind of, you know, uh, 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 take it to a more granular level and, and and really try to 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 reach out to specific target audiences with your message. And and I think that would that would that would help you. Uh, and it would probably help the family medicine community in general. Uh, and I respond to that by saying, you know, it's probably right. You know, it's probably right that I would do that. But, you know, I, I, when I started this, you know, so many years ago, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't start this as a business. You know, this is not a business model. I have a full-time job. I'm blessed enough to have a full-time job uh, to, um, you know, take care of patients. That is, you know, professionally, that is kind of my number one you know, uh, love of my job is to take care of patients. This, um, you know, this, this social media thing is is a hobby. It's always been a hobby. I don't make any money on this. I don't accept any kind of, you know, sponsorship or ads on my site. Um, and this this social media, this blog, this podcast is basically an extension of me. Uh, and, yeah, you know, through my day, you know, I get asked or I talk about on a variety um, of topics, not you know, not all medicine. Sometimes it's about sports. Sometimes it's about politics. Sometimes it's about you know music. Sometimes it's about whatever. Sometimes it's about silly things. Um, a lot of people who who are longtime listeners of this show know that my Saturday night show I don't talk about medicine at all. And a lot of people have said, Mike, why do you do that? Well, why do you have one podcast and you talk about family medicine? Another podcast, another podcast show, you just talk about silly things of the week. I'm like, that's me. That's how I do things. That's how I roll. Um, and that's probably a, a reason why um, <laughs> I haven't had, you know, as much success as, as people would want me to have because I'm kind of scattered all over the place um, as far as my message goes. But, you know, this is fun. This is exciting for me. Um, I would think if I would start to try to make this more work, make this more of a business, try to, um, you know, narrow down my message. Um, I don't think it'd be very fun anymore, and I'd probably stop doing it. So, um, so this, you know, you kind of see what you get. Uh, you kind of hear what you get. Um, I apologize for those who are looking for, you know, more of a focused family medicine message. You know, it, there are definitely outlets out there on the internet, 
if you want to get, you know, one specific message. Um, and, uh, you know, they're out there. And, you know, th- this here is just kind of a kind of a hodgepodge of things. I try to focus, you know, a little bit more on family medicine topics. Sometimes I do better. Sometimes I do worse. Uh, but uh, but that's kind of how what I had to say about that. I very much you know, appreciate the, the the email um, that this gentleman had, and also you know other email that that I've received that are you know, similar um, in tone, uh, similar in trying to help me out. Thank you so much for that. Um, but you know this is this is this is how it is, and uh, <laughs> I talk about whatever I want to talk about. Um, if people don't like it, well then get your own website, you know, <laughs> get your own podcast. Get your own, you know, blog. You know, uh, you know. Show me how to do it better, uh, and I will certainly um, learn from you um, as you have learned from me. Uh, so that's our email for the, the week. Uh, let me uh, take another break here. Going to be uh, talking about uh, our next topic here. Uh, will be uh, some news of the week, some family medicine news of the week. I'll be reading from the AAFP News Now, hot off the press uh, from this morning. And uh, we'll be right back here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Hey, uh, check out the FamilyMedicineRocks.com, also the Facebook page, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash FamMedRocks. And uh, we'll be right back after this. to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is uh, Mike Savella, and uh, hot off the press, you know, got the uh, weekly AAFP News Now kind of uh, uh, email um, slash magazine, not really magazine, but their weekly email. And I just wanted to highlight a couple of stories here uh, from uh, from what I was reading today. The first is uh, uh, the uh, CPCI, the Comprehensive Primary Care Initiative, uh, first announced by CMS in uh, September 2011. It's very exciting when it comes to uh, patient-centered medical home and uh, uh, CMS really, I think, getting behind uh, a lot of the uh, concepts, a lot of the aspects of the patient-centered medical home. They uh, made headlines this week. They uh, uh, they announced seven geographic markets chose to participate in the uh, CPCI. Um, and uh, the seven markets are the following, uh, Arkansas, Colorado, New Jersey, New York, uh, Ohio, Oklahoma, and Oregon. Some of them are statewide, and uh, some of them are uh, different regions um, of the state. Um, As many as 75 primary care practices in each area will be selected to participate in the four-year initiative, which is set to launch this summer. The Academy is encouraging family physicians uh, who live in the market areas uh, to apply and participate. And the AAFP has scheduled a CPCI um, webinar for May 10 at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Uh, So I may have talked about this on the the show here uh, previously. Um, I think this is a great step. I think this is a great step uh, that uh, that the government is taking, that CMS is taking uh, when it comes to... um, uh, when it comes to 
uh, a patient center medical home. I think it's, uh, there's a lot of good concepts uh, with that. And it's just gonna it's just gonna drive more data. It's just gonna get us more data. Uh, and uh, basically, it sounds like kind of like a demonstration type of project um, um, in another fashion. So I think that is that is very very good. Uh, next story here, um, titled uh, April 11. Uh, the title is "Make Sure Nurse Education Demonstration Truly Addresses Primary Care Shortage." AAFP tells CMS. The AFP is urging CMS to take concrete steps to ensure that the graduate nurse education demonstration project helps address the current shortage of primary care health professionals by actually producing advanced practice registered nurses that will work in uh, primary care. Uh, the graduate nurse education demonstration was created by the Affordable Care Act and provides $200 million during the first uh, during the next four years uh, to five teaching hospitals to produce more um, APRNs, Advanced Practice Registered Nurses. The AFP expresses concerns with the program as outlined by CMS in an April 4 letter uh, from Board Chair Roland Gertz. Quote, CMS seems to assume that increasing the number of APRNs will result in more primary care providers, which he said in the letter. The AFP is concerned uh, with this assumption uh, since research from the Agency on Healthcare Research and Quality found that 52%, approximately 56,000 of nurse practitioners actually practice primary care in 2010. Let me say that again. Only 52% of nurse practitioners actually practice primary care in 2010. Um, the suggestions from AFP include uh, the following. Uh, specify that participants in the demonstration project train uh, APRNs as a part of a healthcare team and includes physicians and operates within a patient-centered medical home. Number two, allocate demonstration funds exclusively to train APRNs who have committed to providing primary care services on graduation for at least uh, the following five years. Number three, require the five participants uh, in demonstration to focus on true primary care curriculum. And the last, uh, exclude certified registered nurse anesthetists, clinical nurse specialists, and nurse midwives because the training they receive and the services they provide are unrelated to the delivery of comprehensive primary care services. And there are already uh, two comments here, uh, actually three comments here on the uh, on the article here at the AFP News Now, AFP.org. And uh, you can read some of those comments. So it'd be interesting to see kind of how this unfolds here in the next uh, few years. And the big question is, you know, uh, will more uh, advanced practice registered nurses work in primary care? Um, I know I have my thoughts on that. I'm thinking it's no. A lot of the family medicine community thinks it's no. Uh, but uh, we'll kind of see what happens uh, with that, uh, next story here uh, was announced this week. Uh, HHS, our friends in the government, uh, proposes delaying ICD-10 compliance to October 2014. Woohoo! Yes, I know very a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, after announcing in mid-February that it was going to push back the compliance date for ICD-10, HHS proposed a, a rule 
198 pages. Wow. Uh, that would push the date to October 1, 2014, a full year behind uh, beyond the current compliance date. Um, a CMS news statement uh, provides additional details about the ICD-10 compliance and a brief history of the issue. Uh, in the statement, HHS said it proposed a delay because many organizations representing American physicians have said physicians won't be ready. Duh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've seen some of the stuff on ICD-10. Man, it is so complicated. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so I applaud them for doing that because it would just be really bad if they tried to do it uh, when scheduled. Finally, uh, I want to highlight a post here um, from uh, from the uh, Leader Voices blog. Um, it is the AFP Leader of Voices. This is from uh, Wednesday, April 11, 2012. Uh, this is from uh, uh, Dr. Daniel Spogan, MD, first-year member of the AAFP Board of Directors, uh, professor and chairman of the Department of Family and Community Medicine and director of medical education at the uh, University of Nevada School of Medicine. And I'm not going to read this whole thing here, but uh, the essence of this, I mean in the title of this, what happens when a doctor becomes a patient, and I will not even do it justice by trying to read all of this, um, but I encourage you to go and read it. Um, it is very extensive. Um, this um, gentleman, uh, Dr. Spogan, uh, really, um, I've never met him, uh, but really has a knack uh, for storytelling, which I think is a, uh, a gift uh, something that I need to work on a little bit uh, more. Um, but I took a read of it this morning. Um, I'm not even going to try to encapsulate it because it will take away from uh, from the story. And there's also a picture here um, of him <laughs> on a horse, uh, looks like in somewhere in Nevada. So I encourage people to check that out. It is entitled, What Happens When a Doctor Becomes a Patient? Um, I'm always uh, fascinated uh, by these type of stories, and uh, there are some comments uh, um, on that um, already at the uh, bottom of the post. You can get there by going to aafp.org and uh, check uh, and click on the AAFP Leader Voices blog, and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of good posts on there. Um, I encourage you to check that out. I will uh, take uh, one more break here. We have uh, a few minutes left here, and after the break, Give me uh, giving just some follow up here um, on uh, some recent shows, specifically the show uh, where I had with uh, Dr. Glenn Stream, the AFP president. Got some feedback on that, and also I wrote a post uh, last week about the new uh, Choosing Wisely uh, campaign about uh, not ordering uh, unnecessary and worthless tests. Um, I got a lot of feedback on that. Some angry, uh, angry emails uh, on that too. Uh, but uh, I will be uh, talking about that um, right after this break here. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on Block Talk Radio, the Block Talk Radio Network. Uh, check out the familymedicinerocks.com. Also check out the uh, Facebook page. Uh, and follow me on Twitter. I am uh, Dr. Mike Sevilla, D-R Mike Sevilla. And uh, we will be right back after this.
Welcome back to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Can you believe it's been 45 minutes I've been uh, talking here? So thank you, everybody, for uh, hanging with me here. And uh, I have gotten some live feedback here of uh, people listening to me live. Thank you so much uh, for that. And also thanks if you're uh, downloading this later and uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, I just want to uh, give some follow-up here on a couple things. Uh, you know, one is um, you know show number 248, um, where uh, – Dr. Glenn Stream, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians that came on the show. Um, I got a lot of feedback on that. Uh, thank you so much uh, for supporting the episode. Uh, thank you so much for all the downloads uh, for this. Um, I, it, it really means a lot to me. Um, I, a lot of you out there know that uh, you know, I, I really want to try to uh, you know, bring social media um, into the mainstream, especially when it comes to mainstream you know, family medicine, uh, and to show the value of uh, social media uh, to our family medicine colleagues. And uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, who listened to the show live, who downloaded the show. Um, by far, uh, by far the most downloaded show um, of uh, this show's history. Uh, so thank you so much for that. I got a lot of, uh, uh, got a lot of emails, um, got a lot of feedback from people um, thanking me for doing that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I also want to applaud the American Academy of Family Physicians. I want to applaud the AFP for taking a chance on this show um, to uh, to have Dr. Stream on. I don't know if they'll do it again. If they don't ever do it again, that's fine. Um, I very much appreciate uh, them taking a chance um, on this show uh, to to have him on. Uh, to talk about you know whatever he wants to talk about, uh, I've extended some uh, uh, some invitations uh, to other uh, AFP board members. Um, they haven't accepted as of yet. I'm going to try to convince them to come on the show. Uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, you know that this uh, uh, the, this outlet of communication. Um, I hope that uh, that people will. Um, you know, utilize more. I think that uh, this mode of communication is going to, you know, continue to uh, increase in, impor- in importance. I think that the value is going to uh, continue uh, to increase, and, and, and uh, I applaud the organization for, for taking a chance on this show. There's a lot of people out there who uh, – <laughs> Uh, you, you got to have a thick skin when, when you're doing some of this stuff um, because, you know, a lot of people said, yeah, hey, Mike, you're just a tool – you know, and uh, of the AFP, um, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know why you uh, you had uh, um, you know the the, uh, the president on. Uh, doesn't make sense, um, and you're just selling out, um, and uh, you should stop doing that. You should. Uh, it, it it really influenced uh, the questions that you asked. Um, you were uh, too uh, too easy on the president. Why didn't you go after him on some of these other issues? Some other people said, "Hey, Mike, you know some of those questions were unfair, uh, and uh, you went after him too hard, and uh, you should be nicer to the guy." Uh, so, uh, hey, you know you're not going to please everybody, um, but uh, I appreciate all the feedback that uh, that I received about that. Hey, you know, you know I, I was never trained as a journalist. Uh, I was never trained as a reporter. I'm just a doctor. <laughs> so so I'm just uh you know learning my way, you know, around this and I know there are probably a lot of PR and public relations people who are probably pulling their hair out uh listening to my uh interview. Uh but uh, hey, you know, what what are you going to do? It was fun for me. Uh that's why I did it and uh you know, I, I hope that I asked all the right questions. 
Um, and uh, I hope it was valuable for all of you as a listener uh, to to check out that show. So thank you so much for that. Uh, last week, um, I wrote a post about the uh, Choosing Wisely campaign, of which the AFP was a part of, in addition to, I believe, eight or nine other physician organizations. Uh, and I took some heat for that. Um, and, you know, I, uh, basically, if you haven't written my post uh, or haven't uh, read my post, go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com and, and read the, the text um, in full, uh, <laughs> in full. Uh, uh, but uh, Kevin MD um, uh, picked up the uh, the post. Thank you so much uh, for uh, for for posting it on Kevin MD, um, and got a lot more visibility um, that way. And you know, the, the, basically, the campaign is, is saying that you know, in, in each specialty or or you know, with a with a lot of the organizations, they picked five tests and say, hey, we should re- not really be doing this because it wastes money, it's unnecessary, there's a lot of data that, that contradicts why we're doing some of these routine tests in people without symptoms. Uh, and I agree with all of that, you know, and, and I said in my post that I agree with this uh, uh, Choosing Wisely campaign. I just wanted to bring up, you know, some other issues. Uh, uh, for example, you know, the, a lot of this was directed at doctors, and I've heard, you know, all, I've listened to a lot of interviews about this, um, you know, a lot of ir- interviews from, you know, ABIM, a, a lot of interviews with Eric Topol, a lot of interviews, you know, saying that, you know, a lot, you know, the, the problem really not is really not with the patient, it's with the doctor ordering the test. Um, a lot of these tests are unnecessary. I understand. I get that. Um, but I think there has to be uh, some education of the patient as well. You know, a lot of these have to you know, deal with patient expectations. And every day in my office, I see patients, you know, pretty much every day, you know, and a lot of it is managing expectations and saying, hey, you know, you don't really need this test because of X, Y, and Z. And it does take time. Um, and, People are like, well, you should take all the time that you know, that, that you need, you know, to educate the patient. Well, I mean, you know, the way the payment model works um, is that, you know, I have to see X number of patients to pay the bills, to pay my staff. Uh, and they said, no, it's, it's really all about money. You people are just making too much money about this, and, and it's, it's, it's all about you. It, it's not really, you know, about me. You know, it's, it's you know, the, there's a lot of things that, you know, I think need addressed more. You know, it is, it is you know, the, this broken healthcare system, this broken payment system. You know, the, the way that physicians are paid um, is through procedures. You know, it is not really through what they call cognitive work, meaning taking time with the patient. That is not how we're paid. We're paid if we're cutting things out, sticking things in people, you know, and doing procedures on patients. That is the payment model. Now, I, I applaud, you know, people like CMS, you know, with this CPCI project, patient-centered medical home, that type of thing, uh, and to see the other side of this. But the way that things are right now, that is the reality of it. That is the reality of things. I have to see patients every day. I have to explain why I cannot give you that antibiotic because it is not good for you. It is. It increases resistance, you know, and it's probably a virus, you know. And people are saying, Mike, you know, stop whining about it. Just do your job. Do your job. 
tell the patient they don't need it. Uh, well, really? I mean, you know, they don't need it? Well, what they're going to do is they're going to leave my office. They're going to go to an urgent care. They're going to go to the ER, and they're going to get their antibiotic. That is what's going to happen. You know, and, and I'm sorry if that's you know, kind of a, a jaded thing of life, but, I mean, you know, it's not just physician education. It's patient education. It's patient education, you know, about what the expectation should be. I applaud that uh, Consumer Reports, Consumer Reports Health, you know, uh, somebody pointed out to me this week that they're starting to write stuff about this. They're starting to educate the public. These are consumer organizations, patient advocate organizations trying to get in front of this and trying to educate the patient. I applaud that. I didn't know if it was going to happen. I was doubtful it was going to happen. Now that I'm seeing that it's happening, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm encouraged by that. The other thing that I brought up you know, in my post is you know, where's the tort reform? Where's the liability reform? Where's the malpractice reform? A lot of docs said, Mike, you know, you're smoking something because it's not going to happen, you know, so you should just you know, uh, give up that dream of liability, malpractice, tort reform. You know, I'm not going to give that up because that is a, a lot of reasons why, you know, doctors order the test that they do because, as everybody says, it's not, you know, if you get sued, it's when you get sued. And until that reality changes, you know, this Choosing Wisely campaign, I think it's good. Is it really going to change physician behavior? I'm doubtful of it, you know, and a lot of people said, you know, Dr. Savella, with attitudes like that, it'll never change. Well, there's a lot of other things that are going on, you know, other than, you know, doctors, you know, ordering these tests. You know, there's, there's patients, there's insurance companies, there's trial attorneys, there's all these other things, you know, and, and I know that people are saying that physicians need to take leadership on this. Yes, physicians need to take leadership on this. But what about the other people? What about the other people stepping up and saying, hey, you know, I'm a patient. I don't really need that antibiotic. I'm a patient. I don't really need that, you know, MRI. I'm not going to demand for it. I'm not going to sue you if you don't order that test. You know, I mean, that is what's going to happen, you know, and and I don't know. I mean, that's that, that's just what I think. Maybe people think I'm crazy. Maybe think people think I'm nuts. Maybe people think I'm too uh, cynical and jaded in my thinking now. Um, but in talking, you know, to some of my colleagues, you know, here, <laughs> around here and across the country, um, there is that perception out there. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's got to be addressed. You know, it's not just, you know, doctors, you know, uh, taking the high road and saying we need to do this. So that's just my take on it. I really appreciate everybody's feedback on this. You know, I, I hope it's people like me that kind of ask these tough questions and not just, you know, and say, hey, my professional organization is doing this. Uh, we should all fall in line and do it, you know. And, and, and I probably, you know, tarnished, I probably tarnished some of my reputation by uh, taking on these organizations or speaking out against these organizations. You know, a lot of people said, you know, when I, when I interviewed the, when Glenn Stream, he was like, you know, you, you're just a tool of the AFP organization. You know, you're just, you're, you're just using you. And when I had this post about choosing wise, you're like, how dare you go against the AEFP? You know, you're a, you're a bad academy member. You're, you're a bad family physician for going against them. You should not be doing that. So, you know, you really can't please everybody. You know, when you're out here, you know, in social media or, you know, if you're a family physician out there 
like me at the grassroots trying to do what's best for patients. You know, sometimes you're going to agree with organizations. Sometimes you're going to agree with physicians. Sometimes you're going to agree with your colleagues. And sometimes you're going to disagree with your colleagues. And I hope, I really hope that we're in a society now where we can say, hey, I agree with you on some of these things. I disagree with you on some of these things. That doesn't make me a bad person. I hope that we can dialogue about it. I hope we can find common ground on some of these things and try to find the best solutions, not just for us as physicians, but for our patients. (sighs) Glad to get that off my chest there. (laughs) We're coming to the end of the show here. Thank you so much for for listening to the show. Uh, Those of you who listen live, thank you so much. Thank you, people who are listening uh, on the download, on the DL. Thank you so much for that. I hope to do this every week before the upcoming NCSC meeting. Um, I'm very excited about that meeting coming up. Um, Hey, look out, Akron, Ohio. I'm coming to see you tomorrow. Um, For people in Rootstown, Ohio, I'm coming to see you next week. And uh, for those of you in Kansas City, hey, I'm coming there in three weeks to talk about family medicine, social media, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash famedrocks. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Dr. Mike Savella. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Mike Savella. Also check out mikesavella.com. And uh, hopefully I'll see you Saturday night here. We won't uh, be as serious here on the show, and uh, maybe uh, we'll talk about some lighter things. So have a great west rest of the week, everybody. And uh, we'll see you. Goodbye from Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters in Northeastern Ohio. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you.